We are in beautiful Boise, Idaho. Not so beautiful today. It is raining, kind of nasty outside. If you'll notice our backdrop, it's uh, not the most beautiful thing either. We did close the shades, so you didn't have to see the rainy the rain through the window, but it is still beautiful and just great to be in Idaho. Um, loving it so far. Had a nice bike ride yesterday. Enjoyed the, enjoyed the sunshine. Enjoyed the river. And lots of people out on the bike trails, running trails. Nice green, what is it called? Green Belt Trail here in Boise, Idaho that follows the river. It's really, really nice. So I am looking forward to being back again. It's actually my first time actually in Boise where I stayed at any kind of time here. I have flown into Boise before when I went to Sun Valley a few years back and I've been really close to Boise the last few years when I've been in McCall and even went south of McCall um, whitewater rafting and was only 30 minutes from Boise and I just never quite made it to Boise so I'm loving it it's a great town I heard that it's uh, one of the biggest or the biggest um, growing town in the nation and it, it is you know it's surrounded by a, a few other smaller cities that aren't too far away from them uh, or from Boise, and it's just uh, it has a lot of room to spread out. So, loving Idaho right now since uh, Washington State is closed down, and it looks like Washington State is on lockdown per Governor Jay Inslee until Fourth of July. I am going to be spending uh, much of my time in Idaho over the next few months and um, recreation and on business. So um, I'm glad I have the opportunity to do that, and um, hopefully Washington State will open up soon. I will tell you I had a wonderful opportunity yesterday um, in, let's see, what was that, Caldwell, Idaho. There was um, a restaurant, um, Indian Steakhouse, Indian Creek, Indian Creek Steakhouse, Got to sit down for lunch yesterday, which last week in Coeur d'Alene, if you follow me at all on Facebook, and by the way, our podcast streams live on, on my personal Facebook page, also on the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy YouTube site, so please check those out. Um, also on podcast forums, so um, SoundCloud, Stitcher, um, Spotify, iTunes, your favorite podcast forums, uh, we are on there, so please, you can listen to us there. Those come out a few days later after the live streams. And these live streams are also, they're archived on the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy YouTube's channel. Um, so, um, you know, please go there and check those out. So, um, yeah, we'd appreciate it. And appreciate it. Give us any comments. We'd like, we'd like some comments and feedback. If you would like to see any topics or specifically, you know, we do talk about everything healthcare. So if you would like a particular topic you would like us to touch on um, or go into more depth on, please let us know. We, we would appreciate that. Yeah, so um, yeah, enjoy enjoying Idaho so far. I'm 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 loving it. I'm gonna enjoy another bike ride today after after I get done with my with my uh, day. So it was it was nice nice to be in Idaho. So so last week on our Thursday podcast. So if you follow us uh, on on Monday, we stream live every Monday, one to two p.m. Pacific Standard Time at AM fourteen seventy KBSN at a Moses Lake radio station, AM radio station. And uh, that's also, we'll stream live um, video and audio on Facebook and, and YouTube. And we, we discuss everything healthcare. And during this lockdown with the COVID, we decided to add another weekly podcast. So every Thursday, we're going to be putting on um, another podcast. And the Thursday forum is a little bit different. Um, we don't normally have um, scheduled guests on Thursday, so we just talk about topics. But we do have callers, so um, we'd appreciate you calling in. So be part of the show, 509-537-0411. We'd love you to call in, and we can discuss 
um, anything healthcare. So, um, but if you remember last week on our Thursday podcast, we talked about testosterone for men. And so I thought it was fitting that this week we talk about testosterone for women. So testosterone is not just for men. If you remember my podcast last week, that's what we talked about. So this week there's going to be some some redundancy because the benefits that men get out of testosterone are some of the same benefits that women will get out of testosterone. But there's obviously some things that um, women will benefit from that men don't and vice versa. So we're going to go into that today. And I just want to tell you that there's a lot of miseducation out there. Now it's getting better. So I have been balancing hormones in my pharmacy along with my wonderful wife, Janet. We're both pharmacists, and we've owned the pharmacy since 1998. We opened up in October 1998, and we have not looked back. And our goal at the pharmacy for the last 22 years is to educate and empower individuals to take charge of their own health care. And um, we've been doing that for 22, almost 22 years now. And, um, you know, when we started 20 years plus years ago, there was not as much talk about women and testosterone. It was normally just thought that women didn't need testosterone. And But if we go back to our basic anatomy books, anatomy physiology books in, in, in biology 101, we should understand that women produce testosterone also. So at the ovaries, a woman's ovaries produce testosterone because testosterone has so many benefits, which we'll get into later. So, but for some reason, when we get into pharmacy school, we get into medical school, we just don't talk about testosterone in women. We just talk about testosterone in men. And largely, I think that's probably because there's no FDA-approved product on the market for women and testosterone. So, and of course, pharmaceutical companies are the main educators in medical school, the main donors to medical schools and to pharmacy schools. So there is a lot of push by drug companies and education in medical schools and pharmacy schools. Fortunately, over the last few years, it, that's changed a little bit. Now, it hasn't necessarily changed in the schools from what I understand because um, most of the schools are still funded by you know, drug companies um, and, and big donations from drug companies. So obviously there's going to be some biased information there. Um, and that's why a lot of doctors and pharmacists don't understand some of these things when they get out of school about, you know, testosterone for women because they, they didn't learn it in pharmacy school. So Jan and I have done a lot of education on our own and a lot of research on our own and done a lot of conferences on our own so we can learn about that so we can help all, we can help, um, um, all patients. So, so what are the benefits of testosterone? Um, just like we talked last 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 week, um, maintaining libido and response, um, bone mineral density. I mean, that that's a big one for, you know, we talked about that last week for men too, but that's a big one for women. Think about it for, for um, women. Um, osteoporosis is, is probably a disease that is, that is, you know, one of the most de debilitating diseases in, in, in women. Um, and, and at, at, at the most at risk women would be Caucasian and Asian women of, of a, of a smaller frame. So, um, yeah, and, and, of, and of course, postmenopause is when these things start declining. Now, why is that? Um, hormones, um, specifically, remember, I've, I've talked about in this radio show before, I'm going to use some generic terms when I say hormones, but specifically, 
estradiol, progesterone, testosterone all help to increase bone density. Um, you know, estradiol helps to decrease bone loss. Progesterone helps to build new bone and testosterone especially helps to build new bone. And, you know, we get such a fear of hormones and cancer, but really, um, we should be even more scared of osteoporosis in women because osteoporosis, when a woman falls down in her 60s or 70s and breaks a hip and ends up in the nursing home, um, that is debilitating. I mean, that's a horrible, horrible way, a horrible way to go. Um, and some women never, never, ever um, recover from that. So it's important. Testosterone is important to build new bone. Testosterone is an anabolic hormone. What does anabolic mean? Anabolic means to build, like to build on new tissue. Um, so it helps for, that's how it helps for bone density. So very, very important for bone density. Um, maintain lean body mass. That that one is maybe stating the obvious because we, we know that there's been athletes that have abused testosterone that kind of got big in the 80s and 90s. Um, and, you know, just because that might have some bad, bad stigma over testosterone, you know, those people that were abusing testosterone, those athletes that were abusing testosterone usually weren't doing it medically supervised. And especially if they were abusing it, they weren't. Um, and so that's why they had s certain side effects. It doesn't mean that testosterone is not safe if medically supervised. Improved mood, memory, and structural integrity of the brain. Um, testosterone is probably one of the best feel-good hormones around. Um, many women and many men get depressed in their 40s and 50s, and they haven't been depressed before. And many times it can be a hormone imbalance. So, you know, testosterone can help that. It's just a, a feel-good hormone. makes us feel, feel good. Cardiovascular benefits. We hear... You know, what's the number one killer? If you've watched our radio show or podcast before, what's the number one killer of Americans? It's not COVID-19, by the way, and it, and it won't be COVID-19. It will continue to, continue to be cardiovascular disease. Cardiovascular disease kills more Americans than anything, more than car wrecks, more than cancer, more than guns, more than COVID-19. Um, 600,000 Americans die a year from cardiovascular-related disease, mostly due to obesity and metabolic syndrome, which are largely preventable. And one of the ways you can prevent them is proper hormone balancing. Testosterone lowers total cholesterol. That is a fact. Um, so men and women, if you're on a statin, you know, like a atorvastatin or lovastatin, any of those statin drugs for cholesterol, um, check your testosterone. Your testosterone might not be optimal. You might not need that cholesterol drug. Because, you know, that is a symptom. Low chole high cholesterol is a symptom um, of, of something further going on. Why don't you fix the problem? Let's fix the problem, not just treat symptoms. That's kind of what functional medicine is about. And if you've ever, if you've followed our radio show podcast before, functional medicine, let's fix the problem, not treat a symptom. We are so good in, in our healthcare system at treating problems and putting out fires. Why don't we prevent fires? Why don't, we fix, why don't we fix the problem instead of treating the symptom? Let's prevent the fire. So um, skin health, because of the anabolic effects, um, builds new collagen too. Quality of life has improved, and that's an obvious one. I was actually talking to a physician last week, <clears throat> and she was talking about the benefits. Of, you know, we want to know some studies and, uh, you know, these, these specific studies about how hormones helped certain symptoms of whatever. And... One of the things I said is I said, so, you know, one thing I find out is that, you know, you put progesterone is a good example. Um, when a woman takes progesterone at night, oral progesterone at night, 
they a lot of times they will sleep better and many will say they've slept better than they've ever slept before and or in years anyway and um so i talked to physician about that and she said um, well, do you have any study on that to, to show that? I'm like, well, no, I really don't, or, or I don't. And there might be some out there. I'm, I'm trying to find further documentation of the study. But um, I asked, I said, so if you put somebody on a medication like that, progesterone, and they sleep better, they feel better, why do we need to study? I mean, I think the most important thing is our quality of life. Is in our quality of life. So if a patient feels better on them and it's not hurting them, then why don't we keep them on them? Why do we need some fancy FDA approval, some big, um, you know, double blind study? If the patient feels better, I'm all for them letting them, um, you know, that's their decision along with their along with their um, provider um, if if they feel better. So andropause, of course, andropause is male menopause. We don't use that term much anymore, but it's always, it's out there. So I like to talk about it a little bit. But here's some more benefits of testosterone. Um, imagine this. Imagine if we had a drug, increased bone density, um, prevented urinary incontinence. So let me talk about both of those. Bone density. There's a medication called Fosamax. And it's been around to increase bone density for years. I think I talked about it on my radio show last week or my Thursday podcast. Yet, um, you know, so women will be on it for years, you know, to increase their bone density. We've also found out that it has side effects, not just that it can um, cause esophageal erosions, um, but it can also, the, the the bone it builds is brittle bone, so it doesn't. It makes your, it increases your T score on your bone density score, um, but it doesn't. It doesn't increase your bone strength necessarily because it builds brittle bone. And do your own research on this. Don't trust me, but um, Google Fosamax F O S A M A X Fosamax and um, oral surgery, and you will find reports of when dentists pull your teeth. If you're on that drug, it shatters your jaw. That's why when you check into the dental office, they ask you if you're on those drugs. And if you are, they will refuse to pull your teeth. Here's my thing about that. Like I said, do your own research. Um, why would I be taking a drug that is going to make my jaw shatter? Um, I, I wouldn't do that. I think it's still doing the same thing to your bones. It's not just your jaw bone. It's your other bones too. So it's it's not building strong new bone. Testosterone will build strong new bone just like it does when you're in your 30s and 40s and making testosterone or 20s and 30s. So prevented urinary incontinence. How I can't tell you how many women um, in their 70s, 60s and 70s have urinary incontinence. And so what do we do in the traditional medical establishment? We put them on drugs, usually anticholinergic type drugs that will prevent the bladder leakage. And as you can imagine, they have all kinds of side effects. Dizziness, drowsiness, dry mouth, um, confusion. That's what those drugs do. They have side effects like that. Um, those side effects, those drugs, it's not the reason the women are getting urinary incontinence is because of lack of hormones that they don't make anymore. So you replace those hormones, specifically testosterone and estrogen, estrogen and they won't have those problems anymore and they'll have a lot of other benefits too so um, vaginal atrophy you know testosterone is an anabolic hormone it helps to keep tissue um, rejuvenated um, and so as as women age and their hormone levels decline 
their their t- that tissue their vaginal tissue atrophies and it, it and testosterone can help prevent that and they're and the, not there's the problems that can cause when that tissue atrophies is it can cause vaginal dryness and it can cause so painful intercourse and obviously there's a multitude of problems with those two things so um, one drug can help with that lower the risk of breast cancer there are studies out there to show that testosterone has can lower the risk of breast cancer um, anxiety and depression I talked about the depression already um, but think about that another another drug um, how many how many women um, are on an antidepressant and they didn't start the antidepressant until they were in their 40s or 50s and um, if they're on testosterone, they, they might have suboptimal testosterone. And if they do, then, uh, um, you know, their depression can be fixed not by an antidepressant, but by balancing their testosterone. Increased muscle mass, increased libido, sexual performance, decreased fatty tissue, heart protective, coronary vasodilator. So there again, decrease in heart attacks, um, brain protective, decreased risk of strokes. Um, another slide. Um, improved symptoms of multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, uh, relieved aches and pains. Why is that? It's not necessarily that, you know, the, the pains are going away necessarily, but testosterone, because of its mood elevating effects, it just makes us not feel pain anymore. I know a story where, and this is N of one, it's not a, it's not a double blind um, study, but I know a story and I, and multiple stories like this, where a gal had knee pain and she was in her forties and, um, you know, they recommended surgery and she goes on testosterone. Next thing you know, she doesn't have knee pain. And I don't know if she did any radiology studies after the t- she started the testosterone, but, you know, testosterone helps to build new tissue, right? So I'm not going to necessarily think, say, say it's going to fix your knee necessarily, but if it's an anabolic hormone, it helps to build new tissue and keep new tissue, um, rejuvenate, keep tissue rejuvenated. So she didn't need knee surgery and her knee pain went away. Just from going on testosterone. Um, lowers blood pressure, lowers blood sugar. How many patients um, have prediabetes or diabetes that have low testosterone? Another drug you get rid of. Um, sleep, wrinkles. Um, testosterone's not just for men. Okay, so let's talk about some replacement of testosterone for women. Now, remember, there is no commercially available FDA-approved product for testosterone for women so the best way to get it is from a compounded pharmacy so at our pharmacy at moses lake professional pharmacy um, we have been compounding testosterone for almost 22 years now for women and um, you know women need a different dose than men so if there are some providers that will prescribe men's dose of testosterone for women but or i should say that the the um not necessarily the dose, but the the um, same drug that men usually get. So, for instance, the injection. The injections that are on the market are made for men. So, you know, a man would normally take you know anywhere from a anywhere from 0.25 mils to one mil. So, um, what the provider would do would prescribe a microdose of an injection. So, you know, like 0.025 mils. So, cause women need about one tenth the amount of testosterone as men do. Um, so, but here's the problem with injections. First of all, what's the problem? With, what's the main problem with injection? It's an injection. So second of all, the problem is, is, you know, you have syringe disposal. You've got to get syringes. Um, 
the biggest issue I see is that you see you see peaks and valleys. So after the initial injection, no matter how many times a day or a week you do it, you you will get initial peak right after the injection. It makes sense, right? Because you're injecting something, so the level is going to go going to spike and it's going to go going to go down um, fairly quickly. That's one of the problems. But um, an, another problem is that um, the biggest problem I see for for women is that you don't get some of the local benefits that can happen if you apply topical testosterone. And I will talk about that later uh, after when we talk about topical testosterone. So testosterone by pellet insert. Pellets are very convenient, especially for somebody that doesn't want to do something every day. Um, but with women, you don't necessarily have to use testosterone every day. We'll talk about that early, later too. But it's a, it's a procedure that um, a pellet is inserted, a testosterone pellet with some steric acid in it, is inserted usually um, in the hip above the gludox. Um, and it's, it's an office procedure. So it, it takes a scalpel. They numb you with some um, local anesthetic. You can Google this procedure um, and look at it online to say, you know, Google testosterone implant insertion procedure. And there's lots of YouTube videos out there to show you the procedure. So it requires a scalpel, requires local anesthetic, and then um, the pellet is inserted underneath the skin. Usually with women, they don't need a stitch afterwards. With men, because they have more pellets, they do. But um, it is a procedure, and it's not a... It's not necessarily a, 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 a non, it's not a non-invasive procedure for sure. So there's still risk of infection. There's risk of the pellet protruding out and popping out, especially with active patients. And then with patients that don't have a lot of sub-Q fat, um, they, there's nowhere to put the pellet because the pellet is inserted in sub-Q fat. It's not inserted in muscle or under, or in the skin. So it is in, in sub-Q fat. So if you don't have enough sub-Q fat in that area, it can be hard to put in a pellet. Um, but yeah, Google that procedure. One of the problems is too, is when you've seen, um, women or men that have had that procedure multiple times, they will have a little scar, uh, each time depending on, on their skin type. So there is some scarring, scarring that can happen. One of the problems with testosterone pellet, kind of like the injections is it doesn't have any local effects. So what am I talking about local effects? So testosterone can be applied vaginally. Uh, and vaginal absorption is great. It is my favorite way to deliver testosterone in women. Why is that? The vaginal tissue is a mucous membrane, so great, great blood flow, and that means great absorption. So unlike oral absorption, where oral absorption, anytime we swallow something, our body has, is created to prevent all kinds of bad things from getting into our GI tract. That's why... You know, most of our immune system and most of our immunities are in our GI tract to protect us from poisons. So, and our bodies are great at that. And so anything we swallow has to go through our stomach, which is high in acid, has to go through our intestinal tract. Um, small intestine is where most drugs are absorbed. Not all, but most drugs are absorbed in the small intestinal, intestinal tract. And that actually has um, um, a, a strong base to neutralize the acid from our stomach. Um, but also anything that's absorbed systemically into our system out of our intestinal tract goes into our liver. Our liver is a processing plant to, to remove all kinds of toxins. So anything we swallow, pretty much anything that goes through our intestinal tract is going to go through our liver first. And if it does that, it can get metabolized into other things before it hits our blood, before it goes into our active bloodstream, our active tissue. 
So that's a problem with oral absorption. Um, and that's why we can use vaginal absorption to bypass that. But not only is it absorbed systemically, so testosterone and many other drugs um, are absorbed systemically through the vaginal area, but you get local benefits there. So remember I talked about one of the um, problems with um, women as they age is vaginal atrophy. So that, that, that local vaginal tissue starts to break down. That causes many problems. So vaginal dryness, painful intercourse um, leads to all kinds of issues, can, can promote... Um, makes it easier for bacteria, so for bacterial infections, makes it easier for fungal infections. If that tissue is not healthy, you know, chronic UTIs, urinary tract infections, chronic um, um, yeast infections, all kinds of problems there because the skin is not doing what it's supposed to do. So apply testosterone vaginally and you can fix a lot of those issues. Um, one of the nice things is too, if you're looking especially for local effects, you don't have to apply it every day, just two to three times a week. And clinically, we have seen that usually two to 10 milligrams applied vaginally um, daily works very, very well. Um, and one of the questions we do get too, is it is it going to be a problem with, uh, with intercourse after applying the cream or, you know, how long is it safe to have intercourse after applying the cream? That's a great question. But if it's a if it's a um, male, you're not going to have to worry about that because the dose is super small for them. So if they do get some testosterone, it's not going to hurt them um, at all. So there is, and we have some experience with oral capsules of testosterone. Testosterone is not absorbed that well orally when we swallow it. So that means the dose has to be higher. So anywhere from 10 to 30 milligrams. And some patients just don't absorb it at all because of their intestinal tract. So, um, but again, oral doesn't get the benefits that it does with like with topical vaginal testosterone. So I'm a big fan of, of using, of using, um, uh, vaginal testosterone. So what kind of tests should you do? So first of all, just to let our listeners and viewers know, there is a lot of, confusion and and maybe not confusion as much as there is ignorance you know remember i talked about that most medical doctors and most pharmacists don't learn about this in school so unless they've done other education um, postgraduate education then they they're not going to know about it and a lot of in traditional practice because the drug companies don't aren't selling this they have not even heard of of um, testosterone for women so you might have to go to a, a special a special practitioner that knows about balancing hormones for women and uh, specifically testosterone not just estrogen there's so much ignorance there when we think of women we think of estrogen 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 well women need progesterone which by the way tune in next week we're going to talk about how important progesterone is for women I think if there's one hormone women can take or use I think it's progesterone so tune in next Thursday um, it's going to be 7 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time because I will be in the wonderful state of Idaho again. So you will have to go to a specific practitioner that knows how to balance women's testosterone. You can call our pharmacy, Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy, um, and we can help. We can help refer you to somebody that knows about uh, knows about women's hormones. Give us a call, 509-764-2314. And we can refer you to somebody. 
um, producer, make sure you put that number up on the screen so they can they can see that. So what kind of labs? It's important to go to, to a practitioner that knows what labs to order. So obviously testosterone is one of them. And it's important to know about free testosterone versus total testosterone. I'm not going to get into the, a lot in the detail of that. Just remember that the free level of testosterone is the one that goes that can actually hit the receptor sites. It's not bound to a protein, um, sex hormone binding globulin, where if it's bound to that protein, then it can't hit the receptor site. So free level is important, not total. Although both of them can be used to monitor. I get it. Um, and while you're doing testosterone, it shouldn't just be check your testosterone, estradiol, progesterone, DHEA, a lipid profile to check your cholesterol, thyroid panel. Why is thyroid important? Thyroid's important because testosterone and thyroid, low, low thyroid and low testosterone symptoms mimic each other. So you have to you have to really look at both of them, uh, and a lot of times treating both of them will will make make um, symptoms clear up better. Um, and and you have to go to a practitioner that understands that labs are a tool to go along with symptoms and history. Okay. They're, they're not a black and white. So um, optimal levels are what's important, not just normal levels. So here's a patient example. Um, I'm going to go through this really quick. And don't, don't get too hung up on the actual levels and numbers. They're, they're just all relative. And I'm just using it as an example. And I'll just talk about some of the specifics. But 49-year-old female with recent diagnosis of fibromyalgia. Let me tell you, that's very common. Um, you know, um, when they don't know what's going on, a lot of times they call it fibromyalgia. Now, fibromyalgia is just kind of a general feeling of pain, feeling just not very well, okay? So what are some things that should be should be the obvious? And I, I am speaking to, to this as viewers and listeners, as lay people, not as, um, I mean, a pharmacist to lay people, not, not to um, practitioners. But anytime, listeners and viewers, there's a, your cycles are becoming more irregular and all of a sudden you have symptoms that you've never had before, whether it be depression, whether it be weight gain, whether it be high cholesterol, cycles are becoming more irregular, okay? What does that tell you? It's a hormone-related issue. So make sure you are asking your doctor, are you sure you're not prescribing this antidepressant and I really should be looking at my hormones? That's very, very important. Or you get a, a cholesterol-lowering medication and you really should be looking at your hormones. Anytime there's cycling issues, hormones, hormones, hormones. And that's not just for 49-year-olds. We see women in their 20s that have cycling issues and even in their teens and they need they might need hormone balancing so weight gain hair is thinning decreased libido decreased energy this is so common depression so what happens we prescribe an antidepressant um diagnosed with high cholesterol prescribed a um a, a statin medication for lowering cholesterol feeling aches and pains that's the fibromyalgia right um taking pain medications for it a diff couple different pain medications including an opioid which is addictive and even gabapentin, they're starting to show, has, has some addictive properties. Painful intercourse, vaginal dryness. We see that all the time. And that's actually one of the things, one of the first things to happen in a woman when she starts, starts with her cycling issues. The progesterone level goes down and testosterone level goes down. Many times, estradiol will be fine. And remember... We're, we're traditional in traditional medical practice. We associate estrogen with women, so a traditional practitioner will check the women's estrogen. Well, your estrogen levels are fine. Well, of course they are, but you didn't check progesterone. You didn't check testosterone. So, 
make sure those get checked. And painful intercourse and vaginal dryness, that is a prelude. If that vaginal dryness keeps happening, um, it is just a symptom of long-term. There's going to be urinary incontinence, usually not in their 40s yet. Sometimes, but sometimes not. It depends. It depends on if they had a hysterectomy young. If they had a hysterectomy young, they'll start having incontinence like in their 40s and even 30s sometimes. Remember, the urinary incontinence, it's not... It's not just a thing that just happened all of a sudden. It's a hormone issue. Well, it did happen all of a sudden if you had a hysterectomy. It's a hormone-related issue. So those vaginal dryness symptoms, those will eventually progress into where you're having more vaginal symptoms like urinary tract infections, chronic urinary tract infections. Yes, women, you usually don't need chronic antibiotics to prevent urinary tract infections. You know, if... You know, most women don't have urinary tract infections in their 30s, They at least not chronic urinary tract infections. And so why do they have them in their 60s and 70s? It's from lack of hormones. So please get your hormones checked. You don't need necessarily a drug to to stop to stop the urinary incontinence. But that's going to happen. I will tell women in their 40s all the time, if you don't get your hormones balanced now, you will eventually, in your 60s or 70s, you will eventually have urinary incontinence and possibly chronic urinary tract infections. So I'm not going to go into the details of the hormones, but just realize that patient was on thyroid, that's very common, and hormone levels were suboptimal, especially her testosterone and her thyroid, at least part of it. Um, go back to a few episodes back, I'm not sure, a few weeks ago, um, maybe would have been first of April when we had a presentation on thyroid balance on thyroid balancing. Um, go to our YouTube channel, the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy YouTube channel, and you can see that episode archived. It'll talk about how important thyroid balancing is. So, um, so the treatment was um, testosterone, two milligrams apply once day once a day vaginally. And then we added some other thyroid to, to help help her thyroid hormone. Um, rechecked eight weeks later. Testosterone a little bit high. Remember, we treat patients, not lab levels. Um, but she's not having any side effects of oily skin or acne. That's usually the side effect of, of testosterone. Um, too much testosterone, you get oily skin or acne. The great thing is, is that's reversible really quick. So you can usually lower the dose and those symptoms go away. Um, Make sure you know you're going to a practitioner that understands uh, how to, you know, interpret the labs appropriately, especially with the dosing of testosterone, because it can depend on when you took the testosterone is what the lab level will be. That 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 seems like I'm stating the obvious, but it's not obvious. We get calls from doctors all over the Pacific Northwest saying, oh, this person's testosterone is too high or this person's testosterone is too low. And the first question we ask is, when did they apply their testosterone and when did they get their lab drawn? Because obviously, the closer to the lab, the closer to the application of testosterone in the lab draw, the higher the number will be. The farther away, the lower the number would be. So you need to really go to a practitioner that understands that. Um, anyway, the great thing was is that her symptoms resolved. So feels much better. Increased libido, cholesterol is lower, pain levels are decreased, losing weight, more energy. We see this all the time. Now remember, hormones are a piece of the picture. You don't just take testosterone and, you, you know, you magically feel better. You still have to eat well. You still have to um, um, exercise. You still have to sleep. Those are very, very important. Hormones are a piece of the puzzle. 
Um, so what are some things we could do? Um, maybe stop the cholesterol medication. Maybe stop the depression medication. Um, remember, cholesterol medications themselves can cause side effects. They can cause muscle pain. They can cause weakness. They can cause liver problems. Um, the antidepressant, the antidepressant um, can cause decreased libido. Um, that's very common. So a lot of times when, when patients are in, in getting in their 40s and they're having some of the symptoms of decreased libido and depression, what doctors will do is they'll prescribe an antidepressant. And in reality, an antidepressant can cause more sexual side effects and decreased libido and um, you know other sexual issues like um, um, harder ability to orgasm, things like that. So there are side effects from those drugs. So it's very important to know that. Remember, treat the problem, not the symptom. If it's low testosterone or low thyroid causing those um, symptoms, then balance those because you'll get um, less side effects and you'll get benefits in other areas. Oh, let's see here. So um, that's a very common common type patient. We see those patients all the time and see those symptoms resolve. Um, I believe testosterone is a very, very important hormone for women. Um, and I've just seen so many women benefit from it. Um, hormone balancing in general. So it is important to go to the right practitioner to, to know how to get your hormones balanced. So um, if anybody has any questions, you know, we would love you to be part of the show. Call in 509-537-0411. Um, we're going to be uh, finishing this up here shortly. I want to talk about our radio show guest. So next week on Thursday, our Thursday podcast, I think I kind of already mentioned it, but we'll be talking about progesterone and how important progesterone is for women. Just a, a little foreshadowing here. Just because you don't have a uterus does not mean you don't need progesterone, okay? Those, those are important things. And I will, there will be one takeaway next week where if you understand this one takeaway when it comes to progesterone, I am not kidding you. You will know more than most doctors and most pharmacists about hormone replacement. So you don't want to miss it. Next Thursday, 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Mountain Time because we will be in Idaho again and Monday, you do not want to miss Monday's show. Monday, we will be uh, 1 to 2 p.m. on AM 1470 KBSN, streaming live the radio, Moses Lake. And we will be we will have Corey Little. Corey Little is a psychology and fitness instructor. And he has a new it's a he's out of New York City and we just love having guests from all over the nation and I just think it's a great opportunity that people I get to interview because of this radio show and it just I, I let me tell you I learn from them every week and that's one of the wonderful things about this radio show is that um, I, I learn every week and I get to talk to the guests usually before the show and and um, you know talk more details about what they do but the psychology of fitness and realize that this is what he says. It's a little takeaway. If you don't change your brain, you can't change your body. So I'm going to leave it at that. If you don't change your brain, if you can't change your brain, if you don't change your brain, you can't change your body. So uh, I'm going to leave it at that. And please tune in Monday, 1 to 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. We look forward to hearing from you. You are listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. And we will wrap this show up. Thank you so much for listening.